Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is, is Alfonso Severos. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is our weekly jazz podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs from the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, and every now and then some of the modern stuff. We also include discussion on issues of politics and relevant social issues. Uh, jazz, just the way we like it. Play jazz songs that I listened to as a young man. And here we are playing them for your pleasure and also to introduce a younger generation to that fabulous original American art form known as jazz. I'm here in the studio with my friend for over 60 years, main co-host, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry. Hey, what's up, Fonz? How you doing, brother? All right, everything's cool. Good, good, good. Another podcast, another podcast, man. All right, all right. Yeah, so let's get things going, because this is going to be a very interesting podcast. You know, folks, we always start the podcast out with a, a song that addresses the, some of issues of social justice. Uh, it's important that, that we keep a positive message, to include a positive message in every podcast. So here's a piece that... Uh, you know the song, but it says a lot. And it's played by a group that I really admire, Playing for Change. And Playing for Change is a movement created to inspire and connect the world through music, both from the shared belief that music has the power to break down boundaries and overcome distances between people. So this is Playing for Change from a concert, a live concert in Brazil, and the song is Teach the Children. Thank you. 
the children playing for change hey larry i know you like that one man. that was beautiful i loved it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they the way they started it off and then uh, then it got into like what i recognize as teach yeah. the children well the way that they started off was different yeah. it was in a different arrangement with the guitar uh and and the yeah, the sound effects that he had with it uh, but she has a beautiful voice yeah absolutely. Uh, she has great range and, you know, the backup singers were right there with her. I love the guy with the harmonica, too. He yeah. was like, and when you look at the guy, <laughs> he is a grandpa with the yeah. beard and everything. And the, uh, you know, the farmer's uh, uh, clothing. On. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, geez, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoy uh, listening to Playing for Change. They have such a diversity in, in, in their band members. And that's such a powerful song, you know, Teach the Children. Um, that's what we got to do, man. Because, you know, regardless of what occurs in Florida or DeSantos or watering down black history, African-American history or Latino history, uh, the information is out there. You know, um, Hulu has the documentary 1619 Project. Uh, and it is really, really good. I don't know if you watched it at all. No, I don't have Hulu, but, um, you know, yeah. I'll see if I can see it another way. Yeah, it's excellent, excellent. Yeah. And I really think that, that everyone, not only African Americans, whites, uh, Latinos, Asians, need to look at that because it really gives a, a, a really detailed history of this country and the role, the important role slavery played. <coughs> the development of this country and development of the institution of capitalism in this country. It's really, really good. It, t- it talks about a number of different topics and it takes you to uh, uh, historical uh, milestones. So we, we, need, we need to get, history is so important. Um, so I, I uh, told my brothers and sisters about it, and they're watching it, the 1619 Project. And, you know, folks listening to us, if you haven't watched it, should watch it, or you should tell people to watch it. All right? And 1619 is the year the first slave ship landed in Georgetown. Or not Georgetown, Jamestown. All right. Well, let's get to some jazz. Okay. Uh, last yeah. week was the Grammys. Yeah. And uh, for the first time since 2011, uh, a jazz artist won Best New Artist, Samara James. In 2011, it was Esperanza Spaulding. That was the last time a jazz artist won Best New Artist. Yeah, I was looking at something yesterday, and I, I wasn't aware that, that she had won it. Oh, and yeah. then I, I went on Google, and, and uh, I just listened to one song that she'd done. Um, but I wasn't even aware of this person. She, she looks so young. Oh, no, uh, so yeah, she's been, she's been out there, but not 
that well known and uh, not in, on the big stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's done concerts at Trinity Church and other small venues, and and uh, and in fact, in in recognition of her Grammy, she won two Grammys: Best New Artist and Best New Jazz Album. In recognition of her, we're playing one of her songs, and she has this voice that's unbelievable. It reminds me of Sarah Vaughn, Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah, that's what I was. And it's kept, old yeah. school. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you, the face doesn't match the match the voice. Well, no, but let's let's listen to a piece before we get into our regular program. Here's Samara Joy, Stardust. And now we give you uh, the famous Stardust. <laughs> Paradise where roses grew 
Samira Joy, what a what a piece, powerful piece. How'd you like that, Larry? Yeah, that was really good. Uh, I like her range, man. Um, she can go hit a low note and then without a second thought, right up to that a very high high note. It was good. I mean, that uh, Stardust is a kind of difficult song to keep going, and she it's a classic. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could, she did it. She has such clarity in her, in her sound. Yes, yeah. It's extremely clear, and uh, the range, you're right, her range is, is there. You can hear, hear her range. She can drop that voice very quickly. Quickly, yeah. Yeah, and then raise it. Well, you know, she's deserving of the Grammy, man. She's yeah, she uh, the best new artist of, of the year. It was funny, like, when, when uh, I was watching this entertainment uh, news to, uh, program on, on Channel 5, and that's that's where I, uh, you know, I became acquainted with her. And when she had on glasses or something, and she looked so young, and there she looks a little bit older, yeah. but she's just she's yeah, younger, well, like Esperanza. You know, they were very they're young, but they're yeah. good. I I watch I watched the Grammys. So uh, oh okay. When when she got the awards, you know, the competition was a lot of competition in that group from rap artists to pop artists. And uh, I was surprised that she was nominated for one. Yeah. And then extremely surprised that she got it uh, because jazz artists most of the time are not that recognized. But I knew that among those people, I mean, she was a a talent, a talent above. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, Samara Joy. And if you haven't listened to her, folks, her stuff is all over YouTube. Check her out. All right, man, let's get this podcast moving. Uh, this and the next two more podcasts, we're going to be work- focusing on sax players, jazz and sax players, man, and there's plenty of them. <laughs> so it may take us two or three different podcasts to play, play a significant number of them. So uh, we're going to go back uh, and sort of break this up. Uh, the pre-bop era, era, uh, the pre—that's the pre-bebop era. You know, you can mark the bebop era, the era in which you had uh, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, were, were at their height. But prior to them, you had some cool, cool sax players. We're going to listen to a few of them, and this first one is uh, Mr. Coleman Hawkins. Known as the Hawk, born in 1904 and passed in 1969. Listen to Mr. Coleman Hawkins on a piece called Moon Glow. Thank you. 
Roman Hawkins on a piece called Moon Glow, recorded in 1961. Coleman Hawkins on sax, Ron Carter on bass, and uh, Kenny Burrell on guitar. How'd you like that piece, Larry? That was good. That was very good. Nice and mellow, nice and uh, you know, like like a groovy, like like a groove. You can get into a groove with it, you yeah. Because it was just so smooth. It just it, it just flowed. It's like like a mm-hmm. river just going down. You know, very controlled. Yeah, very, very much so. It's, yeah. It stayed within the boundaries of, of the song, of the piece. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the sax players from from this era played like that. Uh, here's another one who was very well known, by the way, and he recorded a lot with Billie Holiday, uh, Lester Young. And uh, I went to school with his son, Lester Young Jr., uh, undergraduate school. Uh, but here's Lester Young on a piece called Pennies from Heaven. And this was recorded in 1950, folks. So you're going to listen to the sax, how the sax was played back then. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Thank <laughs> you. 
Lester Young on a piece called Pennies, Pennies from Heaven. And that's Lester Young on sax, Bill Harris on trombone, Hank Jones on piano, Ray Brown on bass, and Buddy Rich on the drums. How'd you like that piece? Doug? That was that was really nice. Uh, you, uh, you know, I was thinking like uh, about give the drummer something. And they gave the drummer just a little bit on that one at the yeah. end. Usually the drummer get a, gets a, a little bit more. Uh, but the the piece itself was really good. Uh, I played tr- trombone, and uh, the trombonist was really good. I really liked the way he played. Uh, uh, and it seemed a little uh, like a treble trombone versus a bass trombone. And uh, But the, he, he was hitting the notes. It's not an easy thing to do, and with clarity as well. Yeah, uh, Lester Young was was a powerful, powerful sax player. Yeah, he really yeah. left his mark. You know, he, he used to, one of his trademarks was that hat that he used to wear called the pork pie hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, when he died, uh, Charlie Mingus wrote a song called Goodbye Pork Pie Hat. Okay. And it was a sort of tribute and a recognition of the uh, greatness of Lester Young. But uh, he definitely left his stamp yeah. on the history of jazz. He looked like, I mean, he looked so cool while he was playing. I mean, oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. There's the, like, he was just focused on, on what he was doing. Yeah. And, and also, you know, he was like Coleman Hawkins. They stayed within their range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they did variations, you know, chord changes and what have you, uh, progressions, uh, but they was in that range. And here's another sax player who was completely different sound during this time and earlier, who was the sax player for the Duke Ellington band, Johnny Hodges. Johnny Hodges. And Johnny Hodges has a unique sound. He was born in 1907, and he passed away in, in 1970. And he was best known for his solos in the Duke Ellington band. Okay, my dad and, was born in 1907. <laughs> yeah. And here's a, a piece by him. I got it bad, and that ain't good. So listen to Johnny Hodges when I got it bad, and that ain't good.
Johnny Hodges on alto sax, man. He had a unique style, a very unique style. He was the soloist in the Duke Ellington's band. Larry, how'd you like Johnny Hodges? Johnny Hodges is great. He's great. I mean, like that, like you said, it's like a unique sound with that that sax, like and the alto too. It's kind of that was really sweet. I mean, it's almost like he's um, mournful when when he's playing. Yeah. That. I yeah. think that's probably the better word. Um, it's almost as if he's crying, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I, yeah. I got the feeling like, yeah. like he was crying at that point. So he really uh, um, showed the uh, what it what it what it feels like, you know, musically. Yeah, when, when I got it bad, you know. Yeah, and he he was featured, you know, as a soloist in a number of uh, Duke Ellington pieces. Um, we're going to play one more uh, famous sax player in the pre-bebop Charlie Parker era. Now, all these folks was before Charlie Parker got on the scene. Uh, and you can see here that diff they're different yet similar in the sax playing and the yeah. role of the sax uh, in the music. It, it's like like you said, it, they, they stay in a confined area. area. Yeah. Um, and I think what's coming up is going to be a little bit oh, above yeah. and below the line. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to play one more artist from that. You know, there was a number of great sax players during yep. that time, yep. but, you know, we're confined to only play a few. And here's a guy who's known to be mellow, master of the ballads, uh, Ben Webster. And, uh, he played a, a mellow, sweet sax. His name was Benjamin Francis Webster, better known as Ben Webster. He was born in 1909, and he passed away in 1973. Uh, here's a piece called That's All. So sit back and enjoy this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That's Ben Webster on a piece called That's All. Ben Webster. How'd you like Ben? Ben's good. Yeah, he's a guy. He's been around. Well, he was around for a while. He played. He, he played well. I mean, like, that 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 horn uh, of his that like it really he really it really belonged to him. Yeah. Uh, and once again, he played within the the confines of the music. Very uh, very mellow sax player, yeah, man. He played very, a lot of good ballads. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we listened to Coleman Hawkins, Lester Young, Johnny Hodges, and Ben Webster, all very talented great sax players, but before the bebop era. And bebop is a style of jazz developed in the early to mid-1940s here in the United States. You got to remember, jazz is American. Jazz was developed here. Jazz comes out of blues and, to some extent, gospel, and it has all this roots uh, in the black community. Uh, the bebop style features compositions characterized by a fast tempo, complex chord progressions, and rapid chord changes. And the two people that most consider the father of the bebop era, or better known as the bop era, is Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker. Uh, here's a piece by Charlie you're going to see the sax played a little differently. <laughs> here's, here's the bird, Charlie Parker. Sit back and enjoy this piece by the bird.
Charlie Parker. That's Charlie Parker on uh, alto sax, uh, Hank Jones on piano, Ray Brown on bass, and Shelly Maney on drums. Wow. You can hear the difference, and you know why they call it bop or bebop, because your head is bopping and your knee is jumping up and down. Hey, uh, much different from the uh, earlier sax players. Yeah. And uh, he changed the direction of jazz, man. Yeah, I could I could see that. I could see, like, uh, you know, and and the other guys were keeping up with him. But, you know, that was, that was, that was a radical change, I think. It was. And in terms of what was being played exactly. prior to that. Exactly. And uh, what was going to be played after. You exactly. Know, you know, and, wow, that's monumental, the, the speed at which. Yeah. At which he was playing. And the progression. And here's yeah. the thing. Bird only lived for 34 years. He was born in 1920, died in 1955. Wow. So he didn't play that long professionally. No. You know, but he had a major impact. He changed the direction of jazz in this country. Yes. He, he uh, helped usher in the bebop era. That would be the predominant era to another bad boy came along in the 60s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to him. Yeah, but the yeah. train came along, man, and took it in a whole oh, other yeah. way. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, Donald Byrd, I mean, uh, Charlie Parker just influenced so many sax players after him. Uh, and you can, you can hear uh, uh, his style or aspects of his style of that bop style in their recording. Uh, we're going to play one guy who uh, was greatly influenced by Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, uh, Sonny Rollins, who was an American tennis sax player, and he's recognized one of as the most important and influential jazz musicians. Seven decades career. And he's recorded over 60 albums. And uh, here's a piece by uh, Sonny Rollins from his East Broadway Rundown album, <laughs> uh, recorded in 1966, called Blessings in Disguise. Blessings in Disguise. And, you know, this has Sonny Rollins on tenor sax. Uh, you never do guess who's on bass. Jimmy Garrison. Oh, wow. Uh, and who's on drums? Elvin Jones. Oh, that's, oh, that that's was half, Oh, yeah, that's half of John Coltrane's group. Yeah. So this was recorded in 1966, uh, Blessings in Disguise. And I really like this piece, folks. So sit back and enjoy Sonny Rollins. And you can hear some of Charlie Parker in him. <laughs> Thank you. 
Sonny Rollins with uh, Jimmy Garrison and Elvin Jones on a piece called Blessing in Disguise from the East Broadway Rundown album recorded in 1966. You know, uh, that's part of that bebop, bop style. How'd you like that piece, Larry? Yeah, Sonny's, uh, Sonny's always good. I always like listening to him and, and Jimmy Garrison and, and uh, Elvin Jones, part of Train's group. So they all have, I mean... Uh, the two of them have a very strong influence on, on any particular uh, uh, record that they play on. They're, 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 you can hear them. You know, they're, they're not shy in the background. You know, they're there. And Sonny, Sonny plays. He, I mean, Sonny, I've seen him in a, a live, like, mini concert at J&R one time. And I, I got an, uh, an autograph uh, copy of, one, of that album that he put out that year. And... Uh, you know he's he's getting up there in age, but he's still out there playing, man. He's still out there. Oh, he's well into his eighties. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's a very creative sax player. Yeah, and a very dedicated sax player. Um, and uh, well, he he's the first artist that we played that's part of that uh, uh, Bop era that was influenced by Bop, uh, that influenced by Charlie Parker. And uh, we're running out of time, folks, so we won't be playing anything else today, but this was just part one. And next week on our podcast, we'll go into part, part two and continue the, those artists influenced by Charlie Parker and the bebop era. Uh, how'd you like the podcast today, Larry? Oh, it was great. It was great, Al. I, I like the way that uh, you, you went from... Um, Prior to the fifties, the guys that were there prior to the fifties, and and what they uh, produce, and I like the progression. I like the way that you and, yeah. and you can hear it. You can hear the the, yeah, the change in the music. You can hear the. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's good. It's good. It, it just shows like 
what happens. Uh, jazz is is almost an organic type of. Yeah, it's it's also a reflection of our times. Yeah, and and things that were happening. You know, the bop era was the bebop era, with the beatnik era, man, and you know. Uh, there was change not only in jazz, but jazz became much more urban and popular in urban settings, not just the main jazz cities, uh, but poetry and 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 other creative art forms. Yeah, I remember uh, the beatnik era. I, I, yeah, I, I dug absolutely. that era. I, I really dug that. Yeah, uh, I really dug what was going on with that. That was really cool, um, especially in the village. You know, yeah. we were a little bit, we were a little bit too young for the to hang out there in the fifties. But you know, in the sixties, mm-hmm. we got, we got part of, it. we didn't get the whole, whole experience. Our experience was a little bit different. Well, uh, I lived down the East village for a while when I was in college. Oh really? I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, absolutely. When I was an undergrad. Uh, okay, folks, that is, uh, uh, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you'll tune in next time to continue this journey of jazz sax players. Uh, And we definitely enjoy having you listening to the podcast. And, uh, you know, as always, peace and love, folks. Until the next time. Pretty baby, you are the soul who snaps my control Such a funny thing, but every time you're near me, I never can behave You give me a smile and then I'm wrapped up in your magic There's music all around me, crazy music, music that keeps calling me So very close to you, turns me your slave Come and do with me any little thing you want to Anything, baby, just let me get next to you Am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? Bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies How I worry about you, just can't live my life without you Baby, come here, don't have no fear Oh, is there a wonder why? I'm really feeling in the mood for love So tell me why Stop to think About this weather, my dear This little dream might fade away There I go talking out of my head again Oh baby, won't you come and put our two hearts together That would make me strong and breathe we are one I'm not afraid I'm not afraid If there's a cloud up above us Go on and let it rain I'm sure our love together Will endure a hurricane Oh my baby Won't you please let me love you And give me relief from this awful misery understand me now baby please pull yourself together do it soon my soul's on fire come on and take me i'll be what you make me my darling my dear oh baby 
out there in that new promised land Maybe there we can find a good place to use a loving state of mind I'm so tired of being without and never knowing what love's about James Woody, you can come on in, man, and you can blow now if you want to. We're through.